Greetings, everyone. I'm so excited to be here with you this morning and share my story about how the Lord has been faithful to me during my time here. And I'm a little emotional. My family came to surprise me. My gosh, I'm just going to start crying. Um, man, the Lord has been so faithful to me, and he really does exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can imagine or think. And I've been able to learn and be challenged through the faculty here, make great friends and connections. And just to experience it with my family, um, my sisters and brother has been such a blessing. Um, shout out to y'all this morning. Um, and uh, I just consider just the fact that I'm here is a testimony in itself because believe it or not, I didn't know largely about covenant before coming, but thankfully God directs our steps. And um, just when I think about my time here, I uh, think of unmerited favor as a theme. And I just know that I've been blessed tremendously, tremendously, but I, I, I don't deserve it. But just the Lord is so good and faithful. But although the Lord has been good to me, I have to be honest and share with you all that I often worry and am afraid as if I'm an orphan and not a daughter of the king. And I can look over how during each year of my time here, I have battled with anxiety. And today I would like to give you just an overview of how that has been for me and how the Lord has been ministering to me through this. So just to give a background, I can trace when I began to struggle with my anxiety to my junior year of high school. It was quite the rigorous year for me, both academically and curricularly. I had my first attack and it was very intense. Um, ever since then, I will go through periods of just feeling unrest and fearful about uncertain possibilities and honestly just struggling to be still before the Lord. And that carried with me in college. Just the other day, I was actually looking through some journal entries that I wrote during my freshman year at Covenant. And I can see my thought process just churning with fears and worries. I recall one night coming back to campus from spending a weekend home in Atlanta, just thinking deeply, heavily, and much about my school obligations. And then all of a sudden, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I was having another attack. My dad was driving and my sister Lana was in the car as well. Um, and now part of the reason why my freshman year was laden with anxiety was because I was in a major that just wasn't for me by any shape or form. So I know complacency and definitely induced my worries. But I wasn't only anxious about my academics. My social life also gave me the, the, the anxious um, feelings that I had. Um, I'm, an, I'm an introvert, um, and I get fueled by spending time with me, myself, and I. But oftentimes, I would worry about whether or not I was staying involved socially, whether or not I had enough friends. And even the friends that I did have, I was insecure about the authenticity of them. So frankly, although I love dances, sometimes they were hard for me considering the social aspect of it. And during my sophomore year, I finally was in a major where I felt I belong, music. Um, so I didn't have the particular academic stress that caused me the anxiety I had freshman year, but I still struggled with feeling anxious. Over the past years, I've spent many classes in the jazz ensemble being sad because I couldn't sight read fast enough nor improvise a good convincing solo, in my opinion. And I've spent several times in the practice room just playing my guitar, being nervous about not being good enough. And I was just upset. 
when I analyze and take a look at what I was feeling, I would definitely say that perfectionism and insecurity is definitely under the brother, uh, under the umbrella of my anxiety. Uh, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, and when you spend a decent amount of your mental energy being anxious, it's really, really hard to be joyful. So there were days I would feel so sad because my mind was not resting. And senior year, this past year has been particularly unique in that my sleep has been disturbed. During the night, I've been getting anxious and I'll just start thinking about what the future will hold. Where am I going after I graduate? I don't know. <laughs> How will God use my life? Will he fulfill my desires of having a pros prosperous musical career? Will I enjoy my future job? Do I want to get married? Do I want to have kids? My academic stressors get to me as well. Um, am I even competent as a musician? You know how the mind works, just, just churning. Um, so I just gave you all a general summary so you can understand how anxiety has looked for me. Now I'd like to share how the Lord has been ministering to me through it all. So March 24th, which was like this past month, I had a terrible night sleeping. And deep down, I was somewhat upset with God because I didn't feel like getting up to pray or read my Bible. I just laid there and let my mind run. Particularly that night, I was worrying about whether my dreams with music will be manifested. Laying there, I didn't think God cared about the things I cared about. And that's what upset me. I only had approximately three hours of sleep that night. But in the morning, God met me, even though I didn't deserve it, through Mark McElmurray's chapel talk about anxiety. As soon as he began to speak, I thought to myself, man, this is just somewhat hilarious. God has something to say to me. McElmurray discussed the why of anxiety, which struck me specifically. He compared the anxious person to a baby needing to be reassured their mom was there by reaching up their hand to fill their mom's face, to tangibly know that they are there. He said when he feels anxious, he likes to imagine himself reaching up and grabbing the Lord's face. When we're anxious, it ultimately boils down to not believing in the assurance of the Lord's presence. He encouraged us, he encouraged us that when we start to feel anxious, breathe and take the time to remember that Jesus is near and he cares for us deeply. True rest is knowing that God's got me and it is a deep foundational belief of that truth. And boy, I really felt the spirit speaking clearly to me saying, I see you, Leslie. I have you, I love you. As I sat there listening to the talk, I was blown away by the Lord's response to my anger and stubbornness towards him. I intentionally avoided him the night before, but he intentionally sought me out the morning after. I spoke with Mr. McElmurray after the chapel and thanked him profusely and gave him a, a summary on my personal struggle with anxiety. I told him it was exactly what I needed to hear and that last night was hard for me. Then I asked him how I can be gracious to myself because I know that I will continue to struggle with anxiety. And he said, you know what, Leslie? God knew everything that you'd struggle with before you were born. He's gracious and faithful in your struggle and knows everything. And it was then that I broke down crying. I was like, ah. 
it just reached me. I was, it was like an ugly cry, and I was like, I'm so sorry, man. That's just really what I needed to hear. He said, no, tears are good, tears are good, don't apologize. Um, and I just truly understood that God cared for me, even though he knows that I'm an anxious-filled being. I was assured that he is faithful to love me through it and purifies me to be more like him. Then I had this revelation that God just wants me to, to be with him closely. And here's a point that I want to make clearly today, the importance of communion with the Lord. According to the Merriam-Webster dictionary, communion can be defined as an intimate fellowship. God wants our thoughts, he wants our feelings, he wants all of us, even though we can be ugly and messy. You know why? Because we are covered in his blood. And I realized that throughout my time here, I knew that it was wrong for me to struggle with anxiety. I read my Bible and tried to heed to the passages, be still, know that I am God. And also do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplications, pr present your requests to God. But I couldn't not seem to be anxious. I could not seem to stop my struggle with anxiety. I would go to the Lord and present my request and yet still feel anxious sometimes. The anxiety would not automatically disappear. Sometimes it will take a long time for me to finally be still. And so I'm thinking, what is the objective of my prayers? Because when I ask God to take my sin and struggle away, sometimes it feels like it still remains. I ask God, doesn't that disgust you that I'm this way? The Lord showed me and helped me realize that the objective of walking with him is not for him to just take our struggle away. The objective is to be with him. You know why? Because of his blood that cleanses us and because his grace is sufficient for us. What I realized with Mr. McElmary that day is that the Lord is gentle. He sees me and knows me through and through. He just wants to be with me. And that just takes a load off my shoulders because I will continue to struggle with anxiety. And yes, I did hear this great talk on anxiety and how detrimental it is and the tools to get out of it, but I will struggle again. But I find comfort and I can relax and trust that God will continue to sanctify me by his grace. Which makes me know, if I knew the Lord's gentle heart towards me, I wouldn't have given him the cold shoulder the night before. I would have turned to him and said, Father, and invited him in comfortably. And that would have been an ugly process. But God is bigger and can handle it. I would have probably, it would have probably taken a long time for me to settle down and truly know that the Lord is my shepherd, that I shall not want, because I'm broken and there's a lot to work through. But God wants to work with all of that through me. He wants to work with all of that through us, all of our struggles. And I love Dr. Caput's talk a couple of weeks ago about how the Lord delights in the process of our sanctification. And man, have I been resting in that. And this applies to all of our struggles, envy, pride, anger, whatever it may be. God just wants to be with you. All we have to do is trust him to sanctify us by his grace. And if you think about David in the Psalms, there are some messy Psalms in the Bible of David just being raw. But scripture calls him a man after God's own heart because he communed with him. I love that we have that example. Okay, so that's the first thing I wanted to make um, a point of about the Lord's faithfulness with me through, the, through communion and that truth. 
Next thing that I have learned is the importance of community and dependence on the body of Christ, which is a learning curve for me because I'm an internal processor, but I have learned to rely on others and have even learned that when I share my struggles with others, they often say to me, me too, which takes a burden off my heart that I'm not alone and that we are all in this together. And most importantly, they point me to the truth. And my housemates have been so gracious to um, me over the course of this year, I've been praying for me during the night when my head begins to spiral, and they have, there have been frequent nights over this past year. Um, it helps me to step out of myself and look to the Lord as he speaks to me through his children. My family and friends have always been a great support system as well. And pursuing people on campus and at church who are older and wiser to speak life to me has also been important. I think it is just so beautiful how God has created the body to depend on each other. So to conclude, here's the redemption of my brokenness. All I have to do is be with the Lord and commune with him. So when I'm struggling with anxiety, yes, the Lord wants me to be still, but more important than that, he wants my heart because his grace is sufficient for me. I hope that, God, I hope that you know that God wants your heart and that you draw near to him because he is gentle and bigger than our sin. And also, be sure to seek believers of the faith that will help you see that. So rest in this love. I would like to read Zephaniah 3.17 to close. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. Please pray with me. Our Father and our God, thank you for crowning us with steadfast love. Thank you for your constant pursuit of our hearts. Dear Jesus, I ask if there is anyone here today that is in doubt of your love for, the, for them, that you would make it known to them clearly. I thank you, Father, for John Bay and his vivacious spirit. Please use him now for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's please welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Let's please welcome John Bay. <laughs>